0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Hey, welcome back to The King Ragoni Show on Believe Network and The Draft Network. We're here with Andrew Dennis. Big-time, big-time Hurricane fan, Hurricane alumni, his family's Hurricane alumni, and owner Yo. of
0: Iowa's Pro. What up, Andrew? Thanks for, thanks for joining the show today, bro.
2: What's up, man? It's really a pleasure to be here with two great Hurricanes. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk with y'all and learn a little bit about what your plans are, and you guys can learn a little bit about me. Thank
0: you so much for having me. Yes, sir. As of you can see, Andrew is a big Hurricane fan, as everybody can see. So it's always love on that side. Um, You know, first of all, where are you from? Are you from Miami? Yeah, so I was born in Miami in 1989.
2: I have two older brothers. And my mom's side of the family is from Miami. We're all Hurricanes fans. My grandfather, my grandmother, um, my uncle, my cousins, my mom. You know, so I grew up a big Hurricanes fan. My father's from Philadelphia. He's uh, actually went to University of Michigan. So um, when I was young, I moved from Miami to Philadelphia. That's where I grew up. So I was just always around football, whether it's dolphins, eagles, hurricanes, wolverines. But uh, hurricanes were always my favorite team because you got to remember or you got to understand for me, growing up, born in 89, the hurricanes were the best. Like when I was a kid, they were the best. When I was like in my teens, they were the best. So it was a big stunt thing on everyone to be living in Philly and being such a big Hurricanes fan. So. Yeah, man, I did my undergrad in New Orleans at Tulane University and then came back to Miami in 2012. I did my JD degree to get my law degree, like my my uncle, my father, and my grandfather. And I also did my MBA. So I did a, a dual program and I've been in Miami ever since.
0: So it's a hard place to leave. <laughs> Once you're there, it's super hard to leave. I know, trust me. Yeah. No. Oh, it
1: makes me not want to leave at all.
0: Are are you guys both pl- uh leaving? <laughs> Well, I'm in. I'm in Houston right now, and then I'll be going to Boston a couple weeks. So
1: nice, man. Yeah, you know, I got a. I got a few, you know, years left. I'm graduating on the 13th, uh, getting my bachelor's degree, and then I'm gonna get my master's here, and uh, you know, at Miami as well, and continue to play football.
2: Yeah, well, the Dolphins need some players, so hopefully, it will <laughs> end up working out. That's that's awesome, guys.
1: No, uh, I see in the background you got all them degrees. Are those all yours?
2: Well, uh, you know I got to give my grandfather credit. These are all my grandfather's. You know he's a lawyer, a very um, talented lawyer in Florida. These three on the back are mine from uh, my dual degree from University of Miami, and then my undergrad degree from Tulane. Uh, yeah, I'm, my office is like kind of a mess right now, so I'm going to show you all too much. But yeah, I have a, I have a lot of. Di- diplomas, you know, big proponent of education and football. So that's why I wanted to come on the show. I thought it would be a good good opportunity. I know you told us that your, uh,
1: your uncle, your mom, your grandpa, they were all Hurricanes fans. Um, you were telling us before about they graduated from Miami. Who all graduated from Miami?
2: Okay, so my gram, I have so many stories, man, but I'll try and keep it short my grandparents were born in Miami. my grandfather and my grandmother nineteen twenty nine They both actually passed in the past few years, but they um you know best friends my grandfather's my my role model he uh my grandmother went to university of miami they went to miami high uh miami high that's how, that's what grandma normal used to call it Miami so they went to miami high and then my grandmother went to university of miami my grandfather went to University of Florida and the story goes that my grandmother started dating another guy and my grandfather couldn't handle that. So he came back from University of Florida after one year and uh, went to University of Miami. So both my grandparents went to University of Miami and then my grandfather went to University of Miami Law School and uh, he graduated uh, summa cum laude in 1952. And this was an interesting time you can imagine because World War uh, II was going on. Like people, his classmates were mostly veterans from the Second World War. So he told me that when he was like, 18, his classmates were like 22, 23. And my grandmother told me that when she went to University of Miami, they actually did their classes in converted army barracks. So you you can imagine University of Miami looking a whole lot different back then. So my grandma went there, my grandfather went there, my grandfather went to the law school. And I was actually just looking at these diplomas today for some odd reason. And my grandfather says, um, Bachelor of Law. It wasn't even called a Juris Doctor back then. My uncles, I have my father's and mine and I don't have my uncles yet, but I told him when he, uh, when he leaves us, I'm going to get those diplomas, <laughs> but uh, I was just joke. So yeah. Um, he had a bachelor of law. My grandfather was very, uh, amazing person. He's known in South Florida as the first attorney to do condominium conversions, which means that at the time in South Florida, there was no such thing as condos. It was all hotels. But then, you know, they started realizing if we can convert these hotels to condos, we'll have more taxpayers, you know, boom, boom, boom. Now South Florida is like condom nation. So yeah. grandfather started in like, uh, like north of Fort Lauderdale, coming down to Miami and did a whole bunch of condo conversions like as the attorney. Big UM guy. My grandparents would go. They had season tickets to the Orange Bowl. Um, my uncle went to University of Miami as well. Uh, he's the man. Love my uncle. He still really, he lives here in Miami. Diehard fan. We always get together and watch the games. Um, and then my, well, so my father went to University of Michigan undergrad. My mother went to Emory undergrad in Atlanta. It was actually just in Atlanta. I finally got to visit Atlanta. And uh, then they both went to University of Miami law school. That's where they met. My mother didn't end up becoming an attorney. She married my of a father, but uh, my dad graduated from UM Law School, and then so my dad really cool. I have the thing like you can see in the window, so I told you my shit is messy, but I mean, my stuff is messy. But um, uh, my when I graduated from University of Miami Law School, my grandfather and my father, so my mother's father and my father both joined me on stage with the robe and the hood because you know, if they're alumni, so that was really cool to have my grandpa on the left of me, my father on the right of me. So we're big U.M. Uh, people. I went to Tulane undergrad, but, like, trust me, when I was there, I was rooting for the Hurricanes. Um, that's when we had uh, um, Ja'Cory Har- no. Yeah, Ja'Cory Harris, right? Yep,
0: Ja'Cory Harris, yeah.
2: And he started the season off, like, a Heisman candidate, you know?
0: So yeah.
2: it, I've been – the Hurricanes haven't been as good, but, like,
0: yeah. um, man, you all know. You know <laughs> you know. Yeah. And Corey Harris is he was a really good player and now he's actually a firefighter, so he's doing he's doing pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome guy. I mean he was from Northwestern, right? Yeah, Northwestern. yeah,
2: Yeah, that was the year when um shoot, I'm getting old. the coach who ended up coaching in Florida, uh Randy Shannon.
0: Randy Shannon.
2: Yep. Yeah. Randy Shannon. Yeah. Man, the 10 true. years
1: have gone by, right? Yeah. It's, no, so I wanted to ask you, uh how did you get into like Ibis Prep? Like you have your own company, uh, tutoring service. Yeah, <laughs> Ibis yeah. Prep. We've done ads for them and stuff. So, you know, how did you get into that? What made you want to start Ibis Prep?
2: Man, I, it's crazy. I had my, it's like the combination of the hustler spirit and kind of having my back against the wall, and just being a creative and and doing what I was meant to do. So, to give you a little background, I graduated from law school. I'm working for my uncle. Uh, I got my JD MBA, even when I was in law school, I'm not going to lie. And this is why I can relate so well to students. I was kind of depressed, you know, like my family, my brothers were going through some tough times. Uh, I was with a girl that I was like supposed to marry, but then, you know, things didn't work out. So like, I was just not having a good time. I really was pretty miserable in law school. So I figured like I was also a really good test taker and some lady, Sandy Abraham, I don't know if she's still there, gave a little speech about, Oh, doing a dual degree. And you could, you know, I don't know. I was like, all right, the main reason is I want to learn about stocks, which has actually been cool. So I want to learn about stocks. I was like, all right, maybe I should go get my MBA. I just on a whim studied for the GMAT, did really well. I've always been a really good test taker. That's kind of like my superpower. So did really well on the GMAT. And then I did the dual program, graduated, working for my uncle at his law firm, super miserable, you know, just cause like everyone is really old and like law is like kind of boring. And you, you can see me. I'm too, like, lively. Like, I plan to follow my, my – both of my grandparents were attorneys. My father's father graduated from University of Pennsylvania School of Law. I come from a line of geniuses and really hardworking guys. So my, I'm going to follow their footsteps and be a great attorney one day. But I was miserable at the time. Like, I didn't want to do this. I didn't see myself doing this in the – you know, at 26 years old. So then I – Long, long story. I went to New Orleans where I got offered a job as a CFO. Um, uh, even stand for? It. Chief Financial Officer of a business, and they did staging and audio. Crazy world. If you know the artist G Easy, I actually went to Tulane when he went to Loyola. Never would have imagined in a million years this guy would become a successful person. But you know, power to <laughs> him. So these people worked with him and other artists. And they did like staging, audio design. It was called Raven, still called Raven, very successful company. But like, my grandparents weren't doing well, I moved to New Orleans, I had another girlfriend who also broke up with me. And uh, I just like, I didn't work out. So I come back to Miami. So now here I am, I think it's 2017. And I'm like, all right, what do I do? I don't really want to go back into law yet. I don't have a job, I need to make money. Oh, I'm interested in stocks. So I'm became a financial planner. I, you know, started working at, um, first mass mutual selling life insurance, but using that as a way for me to get my securities license. So I had to pass the SIE series seven series 66. So I passed all them. Now, as I was selling life insurance and, uh, getting my securities licenses, I was not making any money. (laughs) Like it's hard to sell people life insurance. You guys are going to get solicited for that a lot now. You know, I could, I could talk to you about it if you want to know. But um it's a hard thing to do. Like, hey, how's it going, Johnny? By the way, you might die one day. <laughs> you know, I got his proud. Yeah. yeah. So wasn't making much money, but man, I I'm very proud. Like, I don't want to ask people for money, even though, like, you know, I, I know some people I probably could have asked, but I was like, I gotta make money. So I, I did the thing that kind of came naturally to me, which was tutoring. Now in 2013, when I was a law student, same situation. I've always been a hustler. I was like the first Uber driver in Miami. I like always did a job while I was in school because I, I had to make money and be able to. Like, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I like go to the Heat game and stuff. You know, I like to pay for things, so I have to make money. So, you know, in 2013, I also started this company called Ibis Prep, but it was like starting a company. You know, when you're and I'm 23 years old. Uh, a friend of mine. And what we did was we tutored for the LSAT and the SAT. That's how it started. It was just like a side gig in law school, tutoring for the LSAT and the SAT. I was making a little bit of money. But it was just like side money. Then here I am. Now I'm like, it's like four or five years later, told you I'm selling life insurance and getting my licenses and I need to make money. I'm like, yo, this tutoring thing could be all right. So I started tutoring. I can't lie when I tell you one of my first clients, well, my first client was my cousin. I tutored for free for the SAT. And he got Florida Bright Future, so I'm proud about that. And then my second client was literally, and this is a good story for people going into business, because now I'm kind of successful. But at the time, I was hustling. And I used to take the train, um, the tri-rail from here. I used to take the metro to the tri-rail from Coconut Grove to like Pompano Beach to teach this lady English for the TOEFL, the testing of English as a foreign language. But in my head, I knew that I was building something. I was like, I knew it. So I was like, it's worth it getting clients. Like that's the whole thing, hustling, getting clients. So I do that. I'm, I'm like building this business. And then it goes on where I'm actually a financial planner. I have my series seven, my series 66. I, I did it all. Like I'm the man now, right now. Here's another problem. Being a financial planner is harder than it sounds too, because there's a lot of them. And who wants to trust a 26 year old kid with millions of dollars? You know, like they want to trust a dude who's been doing it for years. So I was filing. That and I just always struggle with being like the setup, man, you know, I didn't want to be the guy who introduced you to my rich friends that you could get the bag off him. I didn't feel comfortable. So it kind of got bad for me. Like I wasn't eating healthy. I was drinking, you know, whatever. And, uh, man, I ended up in the, and I was working this, like literally driving around to like schools, like hustling so hard to like be a financial advisor, wearing suit and tie, but being broke kind of a crazy dichotomy. I ended up in the hospital with stomach ulcers. I'm like 29 years old right now. Yeah, and they said it was the biggest stomach ulcers they ever seen in someone under 30 years old. And I don't know, I guess I was kind of proud of that. But um, at first, they actually thought it was my heart because, like, I'm very active, and I have a really slow heartbeat. So they brought me in there. They thought I was having heart conditions. They did the echo scan. Boom, boom, boom. Turns out I have stomach ulcers, which, by the way, they either have to go down your throat or up your – so don't, don't, don't do that. Don't get that. Yeah, I've, I've had two endoscopies, so they suck. Your throat hurts afterwards um anyway i had the stomach ulcers and i swear to you i'm lying in that bed and i'm like i don't know i might have a heart condition i might have stomach ulcers i'm just like having a whole lot of thinking oh this is why they said that the stomach ulcers were so bad that they want to do a biopsy because it might be stomach cancer and like the way that people talk in hospitals and my dog just went to the vet so i just went through this is so cryptic like you think the worst so i'm sitting there like all right this is this is the end and i'm like yo Andrew, you always wanted to be a businessman. You always want to have a business. Like, if you make it out of this hellhole alive because they are feeding me the worst food in that hospital, you need to just go hard with your business, Ibis Prep. Like, it's a great business because there's no overhead. You know, I just tutor. So, boom, I get out of the hospital, and now I'm just tutoring. Then I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing LSAT. I'm doing Florida Bar. I'm doing SAT. I'm kind of, like, running my thing. By the way, at this point, it's all live. Very, very little virtual. We're still pre-pandemic. So, I'm, like driving around, sitting in traffic. And then my brother, Russell, I have two older brothers, my brother who lives in Alaska, he says, yo, I have one uh, trip down the down the uh, Colorado River, which is down the um, Grand Canyon. And it's like a three-week trip with no phones, no internet, no nothing. At this time, I finally had hired an assistant. Her name was Lulu. I'm, I've gone through some assistants. Like, I, I'm a messy guy. I need some help. So I, I'd hired an assistant, Lulu, at this point. And I'm like, yo, Lulu, I got to go on this trip. And this is when I quit um, financial planning. I was with Northwestern at the time, but I'm like, I'm done with this. Uh, I got to go on this trip. Look, I have all these LSAT tutors. And I was also teaching the Series 7 at that time. And I was, I was just moving along. So I was doing the LSAT and the Series 7. Those were my main my main businesses. And I'm like, yo, Lulu, I'm going on this trip. I got to hire people. You know, I was always, I'd hired one person before, Magdi. I don't want just, to just talk like, didn't work out so I was very skeptical about hiring other people but then I was like yo I gotta hire these people I'm going to the Colorado River I'm not gonna have that phone I swear to you I went on that trip thinking my business was gonna be dead when I came back and I just have to resurrect it from the ground which was fine I come back and my man Travis who's doing LSAT and Jason who's still with me to this day doing series seven not only were crushing it with the clients I gave them they had like gotten more clients because you know like they were good at what they did And then that just opened up my door. And so like, that was like 2018. So then I'm humming along, you know, I'm like doing good. I'm hiring more people. I'm like, you know, trying to make my way. I'm in a lot of B&Is, business networking groups, like just trying to, you know, network, do whatever it takes. And then something crazy happened to my business about a year and three quarters into being an LLC. So I think it's like 2020, COVID-19, the pandemic. That was the craziest thing because when it happened, boom, LSATs shut down, SATs shut down, the kids aren't in school. No one wants to learn my business is done and kids are like afraid to like go out. Like everything was terrible. It was like a major moment of make or break for my business. And like I saw tutoring companies down the street closing down. And at this point I was working with Christina and we had an office at this point in Brickle, but we shut that down. We're like, Oh, it's COVID-19. And I'm just like virtual. The day that Rudy Gobert, Got COVID. I announced on my social, we're going virtual, 100% virtual. So we did that. Now, then that summer, we did our summer mentorship program, where I started like teaching chess and cooking and arts and craft. Like I was just trying to do anything and everything. Now here we are. This is going to be our third summer mentorship program. So it's been a, a few years. Um, man, we I have 50 people on my staff. I have five bar prep tutors. We're like the best at, at Florida bar prep, like by far. I just got, literally just got the phone. So I was a couple of minutes late with someone who's joining my bar prep class where, man, I'm getting paid more than an attorney gets paid by the hour because I've become such a master of my craft and I've built a business with such a great team. And I've been really keen to tap into the University of Miami. Like The reason it's called Ibis Prep is because I love the Ibis. It's the local bird. I love the hurricanes. Me and my grandfather used to um, – you know, we used to bird watch together, it was something special for us. And as everyone knows, the IBIS is the last animal to leave when a hurricane comes and the first animal to return when the hurricane passes. So everyone, all the locals know when the ibises are back, the hurricanes pass. So like, it really doesn't mean a lot to me. I actually fought for this name, IBIS Prep. When I first started putting up posters around University of Miami, they gave me a cease and desist letter. Now, to be fair, my logo was like orange. My bird was like standing up like it was kind <laughs> of, you know, and then I I, I snapped on him. I was like, no, 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 like, I need this. No, no, be, I love this. Like, all right, you got to change the color and the bird has to be flying. But, so we've been like that ever since. And um, yeah, man, you know, when I saw the opportunity now that I've been doing so well and like not so well, but well enough that I'm I'm doing good in, in other things. But now that I'm feel successful, I really am. Interested in helping younger people, like even y'all. You're probably like ten years younger than me, or maybe actually like six, seven years younger. But like when I saw the NIL thing, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! I want to be a part of this opportunity to help student athletes." Like, I wish we could have done more, but I know like the season went on, and it's kind of hard. And then I just saw in the newspaper, UM is kind of in hot water for some. I don't know how hot the water is, but you know NIL stuff. So like, I'm cool, but I just want to help. And I'm like, you know, very education focused. i really, am a big believer that the system of education is a giant failure. People don't learn anything valuable in school. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that as blanket statement, but I'm just saying the cost of education towards what you are able to do with your degree, you know, is not, it doesn't make any sense. And my grandfather was big on that. He would say, how come inflation has gone at this rate? but the cost of tuition has gone at that rate. And we used to talk about it. So, you know, it is a, it is an important thing to me. I know I've been rambling on and on, but that's how I got into my business, Ibis Prep. um, And now I'm at the point now where like, I'm just trying to grow the business, grow the brand, get on as many shows like this and just kind of talk with people. I know Ryan, your uh, girlfriend, I hope she's still your girlfriend. um, Yeah, yeah, she, uh, you know, worked with us for, I think chemistry or something. Like we can really help with any subject. I have Simran, who just graduated from University of Miami, who's like brilliant, super amazing. And she's helped me network and hire a bunch of UM students. So I really have seen out most of my vision. Trust me, I got a lot of things you know, yeah. down, down the tunnel. But most of what I've planned out, I've, I've seen through, which was being that conduit between college students and high school students. So college students teach the SAT or being that conduit between graduate students and college students in the LSAT, the GMAT, or GRE, or being that, like, moonlighting opportunity. Like, I have a lot of people that work for me as they' they're, you know, attorneys or financial advisors who love moonlighting for me because I pay them a good salary and it's fun and la-la-la. So, like, things are working out as planned. It's kind of crazy. I've never really, like, told this entire story of
0: yeah. my Yeah,
2: man. I got to get on more podcasts.
0: <laughs> you yeah, should, bro. You're no. good at it.
1: <laughs> Thank no, that's, that's actually... You know, it's kind of like a story of triumph, you know, a bunch of things coming at you and you just kept fighting through, kept fighting through and made it work and made it, you know, a successful business. And you have helped out, you know, with NIL. We've done, you know, a, yeah, a good amount of,
0: you know, uh, good it's amount of so work. Yeah. You yeah. For- yeah. I, I want to say that, too. Uh, like Angel's been our longest uh, sponsor on our show. You know what I mean? So like, he's he definitely giving back, helping out NIL and uh, everything. So, I mean, he's a great guy. So, I, I would, you know, tell anybody who needs tutoring to go check out 100%. And,
2: you know, in the future, we can, you know, work on that. Like, man, I'm a businessman by definition. So, whatever y'all are doing, I know you guys are playing football. Are we at the point yet where we're going to talk about football? Or not? Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Let's let's get to it. Let's get to it. Um, I mean, I, you guys don't have to get too personal, but I always wonder what, you know, what your plans are. You know, I know you're going to the league, right, Derek?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just know I'm with the New England Patriots now, so I leave, you know, next Thursday. Uh, and I'm out there for, you know, seven weeks. So I'm just waiting on that and, you know, t- try to take advantage of my opportunity.
2: Yeah, they got a pretty good coach out there, right?
0: <laughs> the best of all time.
2: <laughs> the yeah. best of all
0: time. So I'm definitely excited to learn from them, uh, yeah. and learn from those guys in the building.
2: Man, I can't believe I get to ask you questions because, man, I was a huge fan of you at Houston, bro. You were yeah. doing crazy things. And then you know, a UM, like, injury that kind of ended your season. Yeah. So, but uh, what's the difference between Houston and Miami playing those two schools?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, it, it was, I had a good time playing at both of those schools, right? But I feel like Miami definitely has a, you know, stronger history. You know, Houston has definitely won games, has hockey trophy winners, won the Big 12, stuff like that. But it's nothing like playing Miami, bro. Like, just because, you know, all the supports you get, right? you like the hottest show in town. Like, everybody, you know, Everybody loves the Dolphins and the Heat and all that, but you know, the Hurricanes are the, the main attraction. So, like, just coming to South Florida and see how they do it, how the fans get down, how the games are, like, it was great. It was. I couldn't ask for anything more. And did you – I mean, it was a tough decision because you could have came
2: out a year earlier, right?
0: And yeah, going- bro. So, <laughs> I was telling a story uh, to my girlfriend and my family a couple days ago. It was, like, 2018 had a really good season, and I was thinking about going pro. And looking back on it, I probably could have went pro. probably would have gotten drafted that the year. Um, but, you know, I decided to come back in 2019 and red shirt and come to Miami. Um, and even I was in Miami 2020, and I, was, I was playing good enough to get drafted, right? So I was playing good enough. We had a pretty good season. And if you ask me week seven, week eight, was I coming back? It was hell no. You know what I mean? So, like, I was thinking about going pro then. And, you know, the things happened. Uh, I, I felt like I had more to take. You know, I got torn my ACL my meniscus in 2020. So, it kind of I won't say forced me because I wanted to come back as well, but it kind of forced me to come back and do another year. And once you go through an injury, everybody knows you can play football. And you get hurt, it's like okay, I got hurt last year. There's no way I'm gonna get hurt again. You know what I mean? Like, God, I'm gonna let get hurt again. And then you come back, you play really two and a half games and then you hurt your shoulder. So it's like a lot of things. It's more like I'm so like blessed for opportunity to even go to the NFL now. I just signed my contract, sent it back the other day. And uh, it's crazy. I'm, I'm still playing football, and I didn't you know had no four to five major surgeries. So I'm, I'm still I'm I'm blessed.
2: I'm how's your body feel? After I that? feel good.
0: Yeah, I feel good. Uh, you know, I, I feel pretty good just rehabbing.
2: I feel like a Adam Schefter right now. Right? <laughs> you said what? I feel like Adam Schechter right now. <laughs> like I'm, <asking> <laughs> I'm like nah, he's great. No, I feel good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's and what about you, Ryan? Are you, you playing ball still?
1: Yeah, you know I got uh actually. Have two more years of eligibility here left at Miami, so you know I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. You know I'm gonna milk this thing as long as much as I can get out of it. I'm gonna get you know I'll get my master's things like you that. You're Still
2: playing on the team right now.
1: Yep, I am. And mm-hmm.
2: When did the spring game or did it happen?
1: It happened already. It happened a couple weeks ago.
2: Yeah, I was out yeah. of time. Man. I'm a little bit like for the first time. Not the first time, but like a little bit. I need to catch up on everything. But how'd they look at the spring game? So
1: at the beginning of the spring, you know, obviously new coaches, new staff, you're learning I'll
2: new things. I've been a huge Crystal Ball fan forever, man. I'm I'm hype about this.
1: You know, when I when I first came to Miami in 2019, that was Diaz's first year. I remember hearing some fans. There's always this buzz on like some guy named Mario Crystal. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know who he was. There's was always these fans tweeting and saying stuff. So why didn't we hire, hire Mario and just things like that. So his name's been around Miami. Like, I know he played here. I know he coached here and things like that. I know all of that. But, like, his name's
2: been around. Like, they wanted him as a coach, like, long ago. I didn't know all that. <laughs> even when they hired Mark Rick, he was the leading candidate. And then Rick kind of came in at the last second, like, oh, I'm throwing my hat into the ring. And we are like, oh, yeah, Mark Rick, Like, he's had such an illustrious time. But I think if they didn't hire Rick, then, they would have hired Cristobal. That's I didn't why. even know any of this. Yeah. And then I think by the time – they went to hire uh, – I mean, I'm speculating here. Diaz, Cristobal was kind of like doing so good at Oregon, and he kind of you know, felt maybe a little slighted like they didn't give it to him. or I don't know. But I really like having a UM guy because you all know that's how UM has always done it with recruiting local. I know you guys aren't local, but there's yeah. so much talent here. And then you see all that talent go to like Alabama, LSU, Georgia. Yeah.
0: I'll say this. I think, I think, I think, Chris came at the perfect time just because, you know, what the president, of AD, and all the boosters are doing to give them all the resources they need. Like, it's always the right time to come to go to a job. And maybe the other couple guys that took the job, you know, a couple years ago, it wasn't the right time as far as like the program. And they you know they, they maybe needed more support and all that. So like, I think he came at the perfect time to uh, to see
2: it. Miami's a tough, like, I remember when I was in, in graduate school, I, it was like everyone to fire, I would to. They were flying an airplane over, fire out, go to their chair to this, like, it's Miami, crazy. You, you perform well and uh, love you, but, you know, when you struggle. Yeah. And when you we have years,
1: talked about that a lot. When, in Miami, it really is like no other place. When you're on, like, everybody, I mean, it, like he said earlier, you know, there's the heat, there's the dolphins, there's things like that. But when you're on, the city loves you in Miami. They love yeah. the Miami Hurricanes yeah the the complete opposite when you're down man it is bad it's bad i remember we uh 2019 season we lost a few games and me uh romeo finley and gilbert we were about to go somewhere uh in coconut grove uh where gb's from we're about to go you know his side of town and we all had like hurricane stuff on and we (laughs) gb's like hold up he's like Hey, turn your stuff inside out. <laughs> turn your stuff inside out, bro. We can't, can't be seen with that stuff on right now. Like, they're they going to be high. You know, they'll my like
2: that. You, they give you a piece of their mind for sure about how they should be running the offense and defense. Like, Yeah. Man, I, like for me, my earliest memories are like, man, I grew up in the best era. Like, Edrin James, Santana Moss, Ken yeah. Dorsey. Um, what's the kick returner? That was my favorite player. Devin Hester, yeah, Devin Hester, man, yeah. like electrifying, and at least in the NFL, it kind of like diminished the kick return.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's harder to uh, you know, get them off now because they moved it up, and because it's the kick return is more dangerous playing football. A lot of injuries happen on kick return. People don't know that, so I want to like
1: ask this. you, what, what was your uh your favorite moment, like of all like things you experienced? with the Miami Hurricanes. You said, you've been to the Orange Bowl, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the Orange Bowl, you know, I don't know if you went to the Notre Dame game, like any moment, what is your favorite moment
2: in oh, a Miami Hurricane fan? There's so many. I mean, as, a, as like an adult fan, like partaking in the activity, it was the year, I think it was 2013, we beat Florida. And it was like, we rarely play the Gators. And like, I have always grown up despising the Gators There's something called the Gator flop, which is a year. They had a quarterback who was, uh, going for the Heisman and like, they was just smoking Miami and then Miami got the ball back, but they wanted to give the quarterback more statistics to win the Heisman or whatever. So they flop and just let Miami score a touchdown. And like, I don't know, for some reason, even my grandma would tell me about the Gator flop. So I always hated my, I'm sorry, I was like Miami hated the Gators. And, um, that year 2013 was like just being in the student section and all the mayhem and winning the game it was an ugly game we went like 13 to 6 but that was probably my best memory as like a adult fan my best memory as a kid without a doubt was um I guess like it's always been wide right but I think it was actually wide left my year and like uh I'm 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 Jewish, so I had a bar mitzvah that year. And, uh, you know, like all the Miami hurricane stuff was going on. And that year we played Florida State. I had like a baseball game in the afternoon, like all these activities. But game comes down to the wire. My whole family's in there watching. And like Florida State field goal kicker comes and just chunks it. Oh, man. I'll remember that like it was, you know, yesterday. And then, of course, I remember on the alternative, the the penalty, Ohio State – overtime game and i remember willis mcgahee his knees snapping on live tv like that was crazy but like yeah. man that's something dear you could definitely take you know um motivation in willis mcgahee no one thought that he was gonna really be able to run again then he gets drafted and has a great career so like yeah you, yeah man I, I hear you that if you would have came out a few years ago you would have got drafted but man i'm definitely someone who believes in things happening for a reason and like Yeah, the story will be that much better when you, you know, you're starting quarterback and yeah, good stuff, man.
0: Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah. So
2: one of the one of the last things I kind of want to ask is
1: what do you think about, you know, Crystal Ball? And I want you to give a prediction for this season. I'm not gonna say anything because I'm part of the team, but I want you to give me your prediction. I want you to just say what you think.
2: I mean, I'm just not gonna give you a prediction, I'm gonna give you an expectation. Win the ACC in a national championship. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Hey, like man. It. Uh, who's the schedule? Who we got on the schedule this year? Please uh, don't play Alabama again. That's, like, tough way to uh, end the season. No Alabama. you got a and And uh, uh, we play Clemson as well. I'm a big hit fan. You know, I travel with the team. I've traveled in recent years to Dallas to see us get smoked by OSU. That's so Traveled. To the ACC championship game, and I put like five hundred dollars on the Hurricanes, and we were down like thirty-eight to three or something. So, um,
0: yeah.
2: yeah, I'd like to have a, you know, a better season. For but,
0: sure, it will. It yeah,
2: will. I wish you could keep playing, like, bro. I'm a huge fan of quarterbacks like you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. You can pass. So I was hoping that you know you're gonna have a Heisman year. I think I might have actually put a, a bet on you to win the Heisman at the beginning. <laughs> no, that's what I literally told people. People were like, oh, what are you? You're sponsoring the show. I'm like, ooh, this guy's going to win the Heisman and this is going to be great. And he's going to be on air saying, yeah. So, like, Alex yep. I'm still <laughs> proud of you to really blow up and have a great career so that I can have that early footage of
0: you supporting. Show. Me. Appreciate it, bro. I got you.
2: This has been awesome, guys. I really appreciate you.
0: One thing we like to do for like all I guess, um, like if you could give any kind of advice, it could be, doesn't have to be about anything, but anything you want to talk about, uh, like life advice, you know, goal setting, just anything that you can give to our audience.
2: I was asked this question recently. I don't know if I'm having deja vu, but the same answer I'll give is, no matter where you are in life, just keep going, just keep pushing. We're all in different places and different spaces. You can't look at the person left of you or the person right of you and see what they have and and wish that was you. You just got to be where you are and keep pushing forward and day by day, inch by inch, make the best decisions and and put in that work and things are going to work out. My grandfather always said this to me. As long as you're committed to working hard, things are going to work out just fine.
0: I like that.
1: I like that one a lot. Yeah, a lot. Well, hey, we appreciate you, Andrew, for coming on. We appreciate your support. One second, one
0: second, one second.
2: I just want to show y'all. I got some super gear right here. I got this jacket. If it oh, ever yeah. comes in Miami, I got this jacket. I got <laughs> this jacket. I mean, that one's hard. At the, the, yeah,
0: uh, that's yeah, that's hard. And this one I wear all the time. This
1: that's one
0: I wear hard. all the time. This, the
2: starter jacket. The Miami starter jacket, yeah.
0: Bitches, Oh, hard. Yeah,
2: I got so much gear. And, like, it really was my grandfather. So, you know, that's special for me. Um what else? Just a little football, man. It's my good luck football.
0: Yes, sir. It's tough.
2: Cool, man. You're I not- mean, I cannot say I'm gonna be a Patriots fan, but I'll definitely
0: be rooting for you. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> <laughs>
2: appreciate
1: for for it. sure. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on, Andrew. We appreciate your support. So everybody that listening, in, we thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of the King Ragoni show. We'll see y'all next time.